Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Thursday the 11th of August and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to you can pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast on a tram, a car, a train or just walking the dog, you can always head on over to marcustoday.com.au at your convenience. Read the disclaimer there, of course, if you really feel so inclined. You can sign up for a free trial if you're not yet a member. And, of course, you can look at all the other goodies that are on our website. Well, last night the market got what it was hoping for, which was a better read on the CPI in the US. 8.5% below estimates of 8.7% and well below that 9.1%. But... It is still 8.5%. So there were lots of Fed chiefs last night coming out and saying that it really hadn't changed things, although we are seeing a moderating of that uh, inflation rate in the US, primarily as a result of fuel prices coming down, which has been the big driver there in the fall inflation, something which has been in the market for some time as the US gas price has fallen from 5 bucks a gallon to four bucks a gallon. So that does have a big effect. And that will probably have an ongoing effect. But certainly, the US inflation rate is 8.5%. So although it is better than expected, it is still 8.5%. As a result of all this, though, the algos and the computer trading programs just got busy last night. The Dow Jones closed up 535 points, or 1.63%. The Nasdaq really soared up 2.89%, 361 points, 12,855 with the S&P 500. As is usual in the middle for Diddle up 2.13%, 88 points to 42.10. 88 points to 42.10. I saw one analyst on CNBC this morning talking about their price target for the S&P 500 for year-end was 4,200, which is 10 points below where it is now. But as a result of this, SPY futures up 70, and we'll get to our market in a minute, but certainly showing a pretty good start to the day. VIX index, though, as you would expect with all this bullishness and risk on happening, the VIX index fell two points, or 9.3% to 20. And of course, Brent crude on the back of this in the US, with that inflation rate still 8.5%, let's remember that. Uh, Brent crude was at 1.1% or dollar and nine cents, 97.40. WTI up $1.43 or 1.58% to 91.30. The gold price in the US slightly better as the US dollar came under some pressure. Dollar 40, 1813.7. Iron ore price pretty much unchanged. The Aussie dollar, though, you can see the US dollar coming under some pressure as the Aussie dollar sprinted higher. 70.78. That is a big, big move for the Aussie dollar, up nearly a cent overnight. In terms of commodities last night, of course, risk on means commodities back on. So that was uh, very much in evidence. Freeport McMoran up 4.5%. Alcoa up 5.1%. Tech up 3.5%. Anglo up 1%. Glencore up 1.2%. Vale up percent Albemarle up nearly 6%. So lithium stocks Should do pretty well today. And in BHP in ADR terms, that's American Depository Receipts, was up 1.9%, and Rio up 0.6 of a percent. 
So all is good. You can see the S&P 500, and there it is at 10.30. Uh, off it went. Took off like a scolded cat, and then remained there pretty much the rest of the day. There was some uh, dips, as we did see some of those Fed chiefs coming out and poo-pooing the 8.5%. Did I say 8.5%? But they were poo-pooing, and you know that you should never poo-poo a poo-poo. But uh, in terms of stocks in the US, we had Apple up 2.6%, Meta up 5.8%, Google 2.6%, Microsoft 2.4%, Amazon 3.5%, Tesla up 3.9%. That's despite Elon Musk selling a bunch of Tesla shares to fund possible Twitter uh, problems in funding. Uh, We had Netflix up 6.1%. US banks also doing well. JP Morgan up 2.6%. Citigroup up 2.1%. Goldman up 3.4%. Bank of America 3.4%. We had Block up 9.5%. So let's say we're going to get a bit of a wriggle on today. Twitter up 3.7% as well. US motor companies doing pretty well too. So there we go. Slow down inflation. Major stories. Helps undercut recession fears, and that comes on the back of that 528,000 jobs. Still 8.5% though. Industry reports suggest business travel costs may continue to rise into 2023. And food prices, this is the big uh, component, and this may be stickier than some had thought. Food prices log a nearly 11% annual increase. That's the highest since 1979. And oil tanker shipping costs from the US Gulf to Europe near highest levels since the beginning of the pandemic. That July headline CPI was 0.0 growth month on month, which was softer than the consensus of 0.2, down from June 1.3% print. Headline rate 8.5%. Core CPI ex-food and energy of 0.3%, below estimates of 0.5, and down from June's 0.7. But food prices ticking up again. 0.1 0.1 of a percent to 1.1. Energy prices, the big driver, was down 4.6%. Gas prices, 7.7% month on month. That was after a big 11% surge in June. And housing costs, which make up 40% of the core, remain elevated, however. But the market is very risk-on at the moment, now showing a 28% right, uh, odds of a 75 basis point hike in September. That is down from 65% just before the number was released. So market now pricing in 50 basis points uh, rather than 75 basis points. Although, as I say, the Fed chiefs saying nothing really has changed. Uh, Cars, semis, credit cards, home builders, road rail, asset managers, chemicals, banks and airlines were amongst the standout sectors in the US overnight. What to expect today? Well, we've got some numbers dropping. First Super Thursday of the month, AMP, GQG, Mervac, QBE and Telstra. There was a very interesting press club uh, dissertation from the Chinese ambassador yesterday, warning on Taiwan. Certainly worth having listened to that. A very skilled diplomat talking about Australia and what it needs to do to get back in Chinese favour and reset the relationship. But certainly a very interesting speech given by that Chinese diplomat yesterday in Canberra. QBE results are out. They reported the first half profit of $151 million, interim dividend of $0.09. Cents. Telstra profits are out as well, $1.8 billion. That was a 4.6% fall from $1.9 billion last year. Total final dividend for the year, not unexpected, $0.85 cents per share. And we paid, that brings it up to full year for 
0.5 cents for the full year. So nothing really too exciting to get wound up about in Telstra, which has performed remarkably well throughout the route. Probably limited upside from here, especially on the back of those numbers. Oz Minerals shoring up its Insto support to reject the bid. Certainly working at full defence mode at the moment. And Qantas. Uh, last night, Alan Joyce is home got pelted with eggs and industrial action beckons. Alan Joyce has been at the helm of Qantas for 14 years. He must be one of the most long-standing CEOs ever in Australia, apart from maybe the origin uh, guy, uh, or was it Oil Search, sorry, uh, Peter Bowden, who was there for some some many years. But uh, Alan Joyce in some hot water at the moment over the way Qantas is handling, or rather not handling, your baggage not handling your reservations and the amount of flights that they are cancelling, which is way above anybody else's. In the European markets, we did see, I guess, a little bit of a cautious tenor to the markets there, as it was pre-US CPI. We had uh, stocks 50 up 0.9, FTSE up 0.3, CACs up 0.5, DAX doing well up 1.2%. And 10-year yields in the US, not really that much change after all that. Uh, 2.78, Australia 3.24 and Germany 0.88%. And there are some media speculation today that the tech sector in Australia could be ripe for international takeovers, as it does look cheap and be compared to other international tech stocks, although we don't have that many international tech stocks. And my uh, main farmer looks interesting, given the news yesterday that they had sold metrics for a big, big price. They made a mozza on that, three times the price they paid for it. So they're cashed up and ready to buy something, perhaps. As far as our market goes today, of course, 70 points up on the SPY. So we are going to see a pretty strong opening. The question is whether that will continue. But certainly when you look at US banks, that is uh, certainly a uh, positive there. Be interesting to see the reaction of the brokers to CBA, but I suspect it will be a bit ho-hum. I've already seen the Baron Joey uh, analysts calling CBA neutral uh, on the back of those results, and they certainly weren't going to set them the world alight. But of course, you're not buying banks to set the world alight, are you? Or are you? Um, but certainly uh, that uh, will take a little bit of the rise out of CBA. Perhaps we did see NABs recover from its loss after its results. So the banking sector will be firm. And I suspect we will see a bit of a bounce continuing in the resource sector, especially on the back of some of those mining moves. We may even see lithium pick up again today. Iron ore maybe not quite so interesting, but certainly the nickel price up nearly 4%. And the copper price up 1.3% uh, will make that interesting. And then it will be all eyes on results. Telstra, as I say, is hardly going to set the world ablaze with those numbers. Uh, very much as expected, maybe a little bit weaker, but they have held up pretty well. QBE always has the potential to surprise. We do have AMP as well later today. So whether we can hold the 70 points the SPY is showing remains to be seen, but certainly Uh, What we have seen in the past as well is the US market does have this knee-jerk higher on the back of these good numbers or supposedly good numbers. Did I tell you it was 8.5% in the US inflation? Germany came out last night 7.5%, by the way. But um, certainly we have seen some big moves on the first blush in terms of these numbers when they come out. And then the following day, we get a reversal. Dow futures at the moment showing modest gains, very modest, 10, 12 points, that sort of thing. So it's not kicking on, but the Disney numbers after hours were positive. 
uh, they now have more subscribers than Netflix, which is interesting. So the question of the day today comes from Lawrence Olivier in Marathon Man when he asked Dustin Hoffman, is it safe? That is the question. Is it safe to go back in the market? Bear in mind, we've already rallied from 64.30 to 7,000. So the sum of this uh, good news, if the CPI is good news, is already priced into the market. So is it safe? Love to hear your thoughts and comments on that. And as usual, you can sign up to the Facebook discussion group or just log on there. It's a great group. Members helping members is the motto there. Over 3,800 members on the Facebook group. So we must be doing something right there. And if you're listening to this on a podcast and you want more market strategy podcasts, then of course you can listen to that. That is members only. It's now behind a paywall, but we urge you to find that because it does have some really good ideas and insights in that podcast. And there's my On the Couch podcast, which is my occasional series. It's become a little bit more occasional recently on the market in terms of fund managers and CEOs that I get on. Well, the CEOs, uh, etc., are a little busy at the moment, and so are fund managers with results. So taking a little bit of a hiatus in that one. But I did record a podcast for NAB Trade the other day, which I will provide to members when they have dropped it. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day, and let's be careful out there.